0: Awesome. Thank you, Dean. I mean, that, that's a high compliment indeed, isn't it, really? Yeah, a Liverpool fan calling a Man United fan from Wolverhampton authentic. That's, that is is huge. So, um, yeah, no, thank you so much, Dean. And, um, yeah, good afternoon, everybody. Um, yeah, what, I'm, I'm really enjoying the service so far, aren't you? You can really feel God's presence here and, and really just him just speaking in one stream of thought which is just looking at him and not focusing on elsewhere um, and just having complete and utter faith and trust in who he is and that's where prayer comes from isn't it really and that's what and and that's why it just seems so timely that we're carrying on our series on prayer today And, and that's what we'll be picking up so if you can, please, I know probably most people in here know the Lord's Prayer off by heart, but I think it's really important that we turn to it and look at it visually. It'll, it'll help me anyway. Um, so if you can turn to Matthew chapter 6, that's where we're going to be basing ourselves today. And we're going to be um, looking at verse 11. So yeah, if you can turn quickly. And what, 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 what I'll do, um, although we're looking at verse 11, I'm going to, we'll just read the whole Lord's Prayer uh, before we dive in. So like I said, we're carrying on our prayer series um, and our efforts to really, you know, tune into what we feel that God is telling us, which is to spend more time as a church focusing on prayer, emphasizing the importance of prayer in our, of course, in our Sunday service, but more importantly, in our general day-to-day life. Uh, I love the creed today. It really kind of points towards the sustenance that can only be brought about by prayer. So, yeah, we're gonna be carrying on our series. And like I said, we're, we're dwelling today on verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. And I'll be honest, when, when, when G texted me through like doing this sermon, um, I was a little bit nervous because I thought um, I've got to talk for probably about half an hour on seven words. Um, which potentially, it's quite a problem for me. Um, so, But the good news is, or, or the bad news, depending on how you take it, is that actually I have thankfully found enough to talk about for two hours um, on seven words. No, I'm, I'm joking. It's not as long as that. But uh, <laughs> but I have got something to say. God's given me something to say today. Um, but I just want to share something to you, even just from that initial kind of reflection, really, which is not something that you will not have heard in this church before Uh, and I don't apologize for that because I'll keep saying it really (laughs) which is when you get a verse it's really important to read the verse before the verse after the whole chapter the whole book if you can to really really understand what is being said Um, and that's so important with the Bible um, because um, the Bible is a collection of books, and actually, um, you know, what a verse said, what's being said in a particular verse may mean something entirely different to what you first think it might mean if you fail to read and everything in its proper context. Um, and so, this is especially true for verse 11, um, and what I hope that you take away today, um, after after I've finished speaking, is that verse 11 does not hold value or make any sense without the verses before and after it um, within the Lord's Prayer. Um, and when you are praying um, and practices as a church, don't start your prayers with give us this day our daily bread. Um, because you will go wrong. <laughs> That's where you will go wrong. Um, our prayers need to start a little bit earlier. And I mean, I, th- I think when I was preparing you know, this sermon as well, I was kind of. Looking, okay, what do I say about verse 11? What do I start with, with, with verse 11? And you know, I was thinking, give us this day our daily bread. And you know, I'm, my wife's not here today, but for those of us that are married, you will know that like the, the tone in which you say something is very important, um, and it can lead you into two different, very different paths. And um, looking at give us this daily bread, give us this day our daily bread, you can almost say give us this day our daily bread, God give me something, almost demanding something from God, like he's, you know, your business partner, like, you know, you're doing a deal with him almost, almost. Um, and it sounds comical when I say it like that, but actually, um, I know that sometimes I pray in that way, or I think in that way, and I'm, I'm probably not alone in that, in terms of thinking, you know what God, I've had a pretty good run, you know, I've read my Bible every day this week. Um, I I dropped something off at the food bank. You know, there there are lots of reasons as Christians, as humans, why we think we are justified in terms of, we've done a good thing, so God give me this. Um, And that's one issue with sometimes that, that, that wrong tone or pronunciation of give. Or sometimes you might be a little bit more, Theological about it, and think actually not because of something that I've done, but you know, I'm going to apply in a faith. And if I really, really believe when I say my when I say give this day, give us this day our daily bread, then whatever I believe and say, if I say it out loud, then God will give me that daily bread. Um, is this? I just want to, I mean, kind of prod and poke at that a little bit, really, because. I don't believe that that's uh, a biblical attitude um, to God giving us this day our daily bread. Um, I, one of, probably one of like the most valuable books, or, or the whole Bible is valuable, but, but the book of Job in particular speaks to me very, very often. Um, and uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with the book of Job, It's a story of a man that lived um, a righteous life as far as anyone could tell, but everything is snatched away. Um, And he, uh, you know, throughout the the chapters of this book, um, uh, there are long discourses of him really trying to navigate and understand God, why, um, which reaches a crescendo at the end of the book with God speaking. In a long monologue describing exactly who he is, and that actually um, we don't get to ask for a why, (laughs) which is the most important thing. But within this discourse, you know, Job, uh, chapter forty-one, verse eleven, God says to Job, "Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me." And I think when we are praying, when we're asking God to give us our daily bread, we need to remember that we, we don't have a claim against God. You know, he he doesn't owe us anything, everything that we have, like Dean was saying earlier, even the, the very, our, our very last breath, or the last breath that we took, whichever one Dean meant, all of those um, we can be thankful for um, as a gift from God. Um, but... With that attitude of thankfulness, which I, I, I've really enjoyed us being able to exercise today, um, we could it enables us to kind of shift our viewpoint away from God owing us something, or us doing a deal with God, or us uh, being able to demand from God as if you know is you know. Father Christmas, or whatever else it might be. um, Attitude of thankfulness and recognizing that he doesn't owe us something enables us to ask for our daily bread in the right way, in a biblical way, in a godly way, the way that Jesus leads us to ask for our daily bread. But then I also want to encourage you not to lean too far the other way, in that he is our Father. and We ask for our daily bread. It's not a, a, a pretty please, God, if you will, could possibly give me whatever you read. We don't approach in that way either. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, um, Jesus describes exactly this. Verse 7 to 11, sorry. Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Um, So we don't have to worry about whether God is going to provide for our needs. He will. He is our Father. And that's why starting in verse 9 of Matthew chapter 6, starting our prayers with our Father who art in heaven is so important. Um, We won't get anywhere without doing that. We need to start with God, not with ourselves. Remember who he is first, and we praise him for that. That's why I I love the song that Pippa finished with, Faithful you are. Because that—that that is the crux of it, you know. Um, we need to remember who He is first before we look elsewhere or ask for anything else or do anything else. Um, we ask, just even on that verse, our Father who art in heaven. We're thinking, where, where is God? Um, he's, He's not. He's everywhere, but He is beyond. The, the things that we see and touch, he's beyond that which is created. And that is so important, you know, he's beyond the vulnerabilities of this earth, you know, I've, you know, I've been on holiday this week and I've been in Devon and stormed, what's his name, storm Eva has been like kind of battering the, the seas and everywhere else and I've been, you know, dragging my son away from the cliff because he just <laughs> doesn't understand um, how dangerous nature can be. Um, and there, there are risks and dangers everywhere that we turn but when we think about our Father who art in heaven we think about actually our Father, our God who is beyond the risks and dangers of nature and beyond the, the vulnerabilities of this earth and for me that's so important when we're praying you know, um, I'm, I'm a dad, I, I love my kids um, but at any moment something could happen, which would mean that I can't give them the things that they need or the things that they want. Um, illness and misfortune can come in an instant. And not just true for me, it's true for all of us. But when we pray to our Father in heaven, we know that actually there isn't anything that can happen that can stop him from providing for his children, ourselves. That gives us confidence, doesn't it? Yeah. When we think about our Father, immortal, untouchable, that's the one providing for us, and um, that enables us to approach asking for our daily bread in the right way. So then, if God is my Father and um, He wants to give me good things, and you know, Matthew chapter seven says, "Ask and I will receive." You know, why? You know, why is it grey outside? Why? <laughs> why are I? You know. You know, on holiday in Santorini, you know, driving a Lamborghini, or with a you know, cocktail, or whatever else I could think of in my mind that I would like to be doing right now. Why isn't that happening? Um, and you know, the, the passages make it sound so easy, doesn't it? You know, if you if you read Matthew chapter seven out of context, you know, uh, you know, knock and the door will be opened, and everything. Why why is that not happening? And Like I said, I'm going to go back to the beginning. The importance of understanding of prayer and the key to prayer and understanding the Lord's prayer is everything in the right order. We can't jump from verse 9, our Father who art in heaven, to verse 11, give us our daily bread without actually sandwiching God's will in the middle of it, really. And everything that we ask for, everything that we think of needs to be in line with his will. Uh, which is what Graham shared on so great uh, last time when we were looking at, at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, that we need to be approaching prayer with the first thing on our minds, not being our daily bread, but how can God use me? How to achieve, to get to, for His kingdom to come and for His will to be done. His will needs to be the priority in our prayers, our breads and our needs. Falling in line with, with that, and actually our our asks and our requests only to be in line with facilitating the coming of His kingdom, and that is a difficult thing to do. But that is what we that's that is what God calls us to do uh, for a success for successful prayer. And I, I just want to challenge you a little bit, and challenge myself really in terms of you know the things that I'm praying for right now. What, why am I praying for them? You know, am I I, I praying for, you know, for things so that my my name can be hallowed uh, rather than God's name? Um, When you're praying for a new car, is it to facilitate spreading the gospel? Or is it so, you know, the Joneses at number 10 can look and know who's the boss of the street? Um, Or, you know, when you're praying for that promotion, is it so that people can know that you can add value um, for people to be able to, for you to be able to give more to God or is it for more personal recognition so that rather than God's power being known, successful prayer so I, like I said I want to challenge you to think about what you're praying for and why you're praying for it making sure that it lines up with his will um, and that's the, the point in many ways in that you know we're, we're, we're called to not ask for just simply for what we think we need but for what god says that we need and actually to you know prayer is a conversation isn't it you know it's it's not just just talking one way at somebody you know if, if, I, if, I, if I if i if i at the end of this service if i go, if i go up to claire and just talk to her for 10 minutes and then walk off is, is has that been has claire enjoyed that conversation she may have you know but unlikely to be honest um, it's a two-way thing and actually, prayer is, is as much about talking to God as it is about listening to God and hearing what his will is um, and understanding, God, what is it that, that you want for my life and need for my life rather than what I want and need for my life? Um, because I think our, our human desires, our natural inclination is always to want too much, you know, we're not, maybe maybe it's just me <laughs> but i'm not very good at knowing when to so I've been, like i said i've been on holiday this week um and like most of us i think on holiday i've eaten too much basically and so my uh, you, I, i've well, I, I'm, uh, there's a little I'm on the beach. I, don't, I don't need to give you this detail really but i'm going to anyway so I, I, we're staying on a village in, in called westwood ho and there's, uh, in Devon, it's really, really lovely, and there is like a, um, there's a donut stand where they make these hot donuts. And like, I, I would, I'd eat all day, and then I'd put the kids to bed, and it's good because they're, they're out now. And I'd sneak out to go and get these donuts, more of these donuts, because I just love them so much. So. Um, yeah, anyway, i have really di- <laughs> diverted there. I'm just t- talking about donuts instead of talking about Lord's Prayer. I'm going to come back. But my, my, my point was, anyway, that our human's desires naturally are always to want too much. But this can dull our desire to go about God's work. So, you know, when I filled my belly with donuts, I wasn't necessarily thinking about, okay, how do I spread the gospel? I was just thinking I'm full of donuts, really. Um, So, um, but at the same time, if we have too little, that can also stop us from doing God's work. So, um, Augustine, uh, one of the famous Christian fathers, um, in his expedition of the Lord's Prayer, He led on Proverbs chapter 30, verse 8, which says, keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. So our prayer as Christians should be, God, don't give me too much. God, also don't give me too little. God, give me just the right amount that I need to go about doing. Your work. Um, And it's just fine tuning our prayers um, to listen to God and hear exactly what it is that He feels that we need um, and having the discipline to stop at that. Um, But what also strikes me about the Lord's Prayer is how it's not actually about the individual at all. Jesus could quite easily have said, you know, in verse 11, you know, give give, give me this day my daily bread, um, but he doesn't, and I think naturally a lot of the time we can read it that way, can't we, you know, give, give in terms of the focusing on ourselves, um, but that's not where the Lord's prayer lies, and I think us in give us this day our daily bread means praying with other Christians, not alone, that's why love that we've been able to carve out time today to pray with one another. Um, which, I, I think it, it kind of, it amplifies things, doesn't it, really, when we pray with one another? And just, you know, like uh, like Dean said, I was doing the you know, multitasking and do, <laughs> praying with the kids. And it was just so nice to hear, actually, all the different things that they were thankful for. And I'm sure the same would have been true for... For, for all of us as we spend that time together, actually, you know, there might even be things that, oh, I, when, I, when I heard you know the, the other, whoever I was praying with pray, oh, actually, I, I forgot to be thankful for that. And it just amplifies that feeling of gratitude and thankfulness when we pray together. Um, on the flip side, you know, when, when we're going through a difficult time, it means a lot to be able to, when we pray with one another, are able to support. Um, and support one another through these difficult periods, and petition God together um, for ourselves. So uh, join our prayer meetings. Um, you know, um, uh, whether it's on an evening or early morning. Um, keep an eye on the WhatsApp. Um, uh, it's, it's such a special thing to have that community to be able to um, you know uh, h- hear other people's needs when they're put in there. Um, be praying through that. Um, at the start of our prayer series, um, each of you were given a prayer calendar. I think it's on the, the, the WhatsApp group as well. Please keep, keep praying through that. Keep praying through uh, f- for the members of our church. Uh, let's just foster that that culture of praying for one another and praying for our daily bread together. I also feel that us in Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread means more than just praying Uh, with other Christians. I think it also means praying for our community. Um, And like I said earlier, trying to shift what we're praying for away from our individual needs, but towards um, helping and facilitating His kingdom coming. You know, you don't have to be, you know, a, a an expert in social justice, or whatever else it is, to see that there are so many inequalities in our society, um, and so many inequalities, um, you know, in, in our city, even. Um, you know, it's it's saddening and heartbreaking, actually, when you think that you know, literally, you know, within this community that we're sat in, there are children living in poverty. how, how can we not? Pray for that as a church, how can we not pray about that as a church um, when we, we know that our father is capable of doing all things? why would we not be praying into that as a church? so I just want let 's not just pray for annies let 's pray for penn let 's pray for Cotswold. let 's pray for Wolverhampton let 's pray for everyone in our community to, Christian or not to be given what they need um, Uh, Martin Luther, another famous Christian father, said, you know, God provides daily bread, even to the wicked. Um, And our Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 says, You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So like I said, I I feel that give us our daily bread is more than a petition just for Christians. It is a petition for his continued, what we call common grace. Um, His continued kindness that allows his, the sun to rise on the evil and the good. Um, Whether redeemed or not, whether they realize it or not, every person in this room and outside is benefiting from God's mercy. And not one of us actually by rights uh, legally or or legitimately deserves um, the sun that is shining, the air that that we breathe, the water we drink is God's mercy and his sun that rises on the evil and the good. and i i, I don 't want that to end <laughs> I want that I, I want to, to be I, I think I remit as Christians as we have been given that great commission to be able to spread his gospel and for us to be able to spread that good news that Jesus is alive that Jesus has died for our sins and come back more and come back to life for us to be able to live new life that is something that we need that, that we need to be telling and sharing um, to be able to do that, we need his continued common grace and mercy for sinners and righteous alike. Um, If we've seen anything in the last year, it's how much we all need each other. You know, I I think the pandemic has has, has brought that sharply into focus, I feel. You know, for for, for me to get my, my daily bread, I need... The, the shopkeeper at co-op to get his daily bread. I, I need the lorry drivers to get their daily bread. I need the farmer to get their daily bread. We all need one another and we need to be praying in that fashion. Um, I love the, the term key workers. I think it's a really positive thing that's come out of this pandemic in terms of actually understanding who we really, really need in this society and actually how valuable the people that perhaps maybe we might have turned our nose up before are to our daily running. Um, we need to be praying for their daily bread as well as our own. Um, and as I said, I, I hope that the value that we've hopefully learned uh, in, in, the, in the last you know, 18 months, whatever it is, in terms of the, the value of the different rungs and different threads that make up our society continues as it looks like, hopefully, I pray we're turning a corner. Um, and just as the sun rises daily, uh, we need God's grace daily, and He has designed us to live um, in complete daily dependence on him that's why it's given us this day our daily pres- our daily bread uh, it's something that we need to be thankful of and pray for daily uh, and um you know god god <laughs> the, there's, there's nothing God, God is the same, basically. Um, he's the same in Matthew as he is in Revelation, as he is in Genesis, as he is in Exodus. And the lessons that, you know, that Jesus teaches us in uh, Matthew chapter 6 in the Lord's Prayer are, are not new things uh, that, that you kind of think, oh, okay, well, this is a completely different God. No. Uh, and actually, you know, if we look at the book of Exodus, Um, This this principle of daily bread, of daily dependence on God is illustrated in a really graphic way for us to be able to learn from again and afresh today. Um, uh, Exodus chapter 16, verses 4 to 20, really detail this. It's when the Israelites, they've just come out of Egypt and God's works, is, is amazing wonders, Um, in liberating them from the land of Egypt and they are in the desert. And for anyone familiar with this story, they are are good at grumbling and moaning. And so this is one of their grumbles and moans um, that they're in the desert without food. Um, And I'll I'll just read the verses quickly, uh, verses four and 19 and 20. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. And verse 19 says, Then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. So when the Israelites are in the middle of a desert, uh, there's nothing to eat. Um, they had no source of food. So essentially being in a desert as a human being with no source of food um, means no hope but they had God so they had hope and God was able to provide for them in a miraculous way and they lived that entire 40 year period living in entire, in, depending entirely on God to survive in the same way we need to learn to be completely dependent on him looking to him and not to ourselves. Um, We're we're so fortunate in so many ways um, to live such comfortable lives. (laughs) Um, Not the the, the things that we take for granted, light, water. (laughs) Um, They're not true for people, vast waves of the world. And I think that, that that the comforts that we live in they can numb us into a, a false sense of security um, and numb us into a situation where we can sometimes think that actually you know we're doing okay and we can depend on ourselves um, The reality is, as I've touched on already, is that all the things that we might lean on um, a, a nice house a nice garden, that nice job, all of it can be gone in a moment. Everything that we have is because God gives it to us. And we need to walk every day like an Israelite in the, in the desert. Entirely recognizing that actually everything that we're given is a little miracle that he's provided to us for that day. And I think another lesson that we can learn from you know, this episode in the, in the desert with the Israelites is that um, we need to pray expecting God to give us something fresh. Um, the, the, the manna that dropped on a Tuesday, uh, that bread that dropped from heaven on a Tuesday, was no good on a Wednesday. Um, and so they had to pray for, on Wednesday morning, they had to pray for Wednesday's bread. On Thursday, they had to pray for Thursday's bread. Um, if they held on to it, it turned into maggots. Um, Praying and, and receiving from God daily is another one of his graces. I, I, I loved what, what Dean said earlier about what Ruth did in terms of keeping that, that, that gratitude diary, um, which I, I, th- I, I think enabled, that, that, that practice of exercising, actually, and reflecting on what has God done um, enables us, gives us that opportunity to thank him every day. um waking up each day you're able to know that you can thank him afresh for another miracle um, but also that that rotting manner tells us that what god has given us as a gift one day to help his, to help sustain his kingdom or to help do good things um, might not be what fits for tomorrow and you know i, I think we we can sometimes f- go through the motions and actually find our own little niche and feel very comfortable, even within a church setting. And think, oh, you know, perhaps maybe you know, I'm good with kids, so I think that that's my little niche. I'm just going to do help with the kids, or I'm good with. I I couldn't. I'm, I'm a little bit like this. I couldn't touch all those dials that Eddie's touching over there, or whatever, or the knobs, whatever else it might be. But actually, I think what we God's calling us also to recognize what a fantastic thing that we've got, our new building. Um, What a fantastic, and there are so many ways in which we are able to serve um, within this church. And I just want to encourage you to maybe think outside the box. Perhaps maybe do something that doesn't automatically feel comfortable to you. Um, Because God's, has enough grace to be able to give you a fresh gift to be able to serve in a different way so maybe have a think about um helping with the it or the hosting teams or be able to give or welcome that that, that fresh daily bread in a different way um thinking about things from a, a different angle and just this broader understanding of daily bread is key you know seeing that our daily bread is more than just our physical needs uh, more than just our clothes or our food but it's actually our spiritual needs as well uh, and praying into that actually god what what do, what do i need afresh from a spiritual place from a spiritual point of view to be able to give and speak into your kingdom but perhaps maybe the most important understanding of bread and of daily bread Um, is in the words of Jesus himself. So if you could just turn with me to John chapter 6. We're going to read a few verses from verse 27 onwards. So, Jesus says in these verses, Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus is the daily bread that we need. We need to pray for more of Jesus daily. A deeper understanding of him. Deeper relationship with him. A fresh recognition every single day of the gospel. Of what it is that he's done. That he's died and rose again. For us to experience true life. Like manna from heaven, we need to see that as a miracle every single day. Never get tired of hearing the gospel, of hearing that good news of what Jesus has done. Um, It's only through him and the work of his Holy Spirit that we can do the works, as verse 28 says, um, that we need to do, uh, that God calls us to do. So asking for our daily bread, more than anything, is asking for more of Jesus. And so just finally, do do you know Jesus? Um, Whatever other bread that you're looking for will leave you hungry. Um, And for those of you that do know Jesus, let's pray for more of him. Let's pray knowing that he loves us. Pray to God knowing that he is a father like no other, better than any father that we can compare or think of. Let's start our prayers in verse nine of Matthew chapter 6 based on who God is not based on what we want or what we think that we need let him be the first thing on our minds praise and worship for him be the first thing when we open our mouths to pray uh, before anything else let his will be done, not our own and we'll feel the comfort of knowing that the Lord of everything who who owns everything on heaven and on earth has good gifts in store for you amen So, let's finally to (laughs) we get attacked by a fly (laughs) i'll stay calm Bucky, stay calm it's fine it's calm. (laughs) It's finally um lord jesus we thank you we thank you for who you are we thank you father in heaven for who you are giver of good gifts reliable and faithful and true in every single way Help us um, to have our eyes fixed on you, faithful Father, when we open our mouths to pray. Help as well as us talking, help us to open our ears to listen and hear not just what we think that we need, but hear what you tell us that we need. Help us to rely on you daily for fresh daily bread. Help us to have that attitude of thankfulness, not for a moment, not every now and again, but every single day. When we open our eyes, help us to remember just how good you are to us. Father God, Amen.